Welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and with me is Sensei Sokuro. How are we doing today, Taylor? We are doing well, uh, Grasshopper. Uh, uh, very excited today because uh, we are going to be talking about a very exciting game that we both uh, just completed, and it's. Uh, I think we can agree um, this is going to be maybe one of the big send-offs of the PS4. Uh, titles. I think this is the uh, this is kind of the final last hurrah for the PlayStation 4 before the uh, PlayStation 5 makes its debut. But our potential pick for this week is the Ghost of Tsushima. What a just all around incredible game. Uh, so this is a game that just was released this summer by Sucker Punch and Sony. It's kind of really like the last big game for the PS4. And this is all set kind of in historical Japan. And you play as a samurai that's helping take out the Mongol invasion over yes. this uh, giant island of Tsushima. So uh, let's first start off with story. So uh, this story sets off, uh, you are a young samurai, Jin Sakai, and you're helping your uncle and the whole samurai army take out uh we have the, the big bad koto khan who is, is the, the grandson of the, yeah of the famous genghis khan yes uh in his mongol invasion of this island and of course early on even though it's a really cool cinematic uh you basically die <laughs> like you almost yeah. like get hurt and it's a lot of uh, you coming back and finding your secret ways to uh help take out this army and yes. you over the torso of the game, you would take over the form of the ghost. Explain the ghost. Yeah, so I think this game dives into a lot of, you know, I think one of the biggest games that has, or the best games that really has tapped into Japanese uh, lore, mythology, mm -hmm. and history, yes. because although this story is fictional, it is based on real events of the Mongol, this is the first mm -hmm. invasion of the Mongolian armies uh, to Japan. And as you play this character, it is like a lot of these great titles where you kind of play this character that is based on all these ideals of honor. He is a samurai. He is one of the last samurai. But uh, to defeat his enemies, he has to become something more. Something <laughs> Tells else. all the time. Something. <laughs> I am the ghost. Uh, so the ghost of Tsushima, basically the title character, it is the legend that surrounds him as, he's, as he fights to take back the island uh, for the Mongolian army and defeat Koto Khan. His goal is to uh, save his people, and he, he develops any means necessary. And some of them, and many of them, are not a typical samurai. As samurai fight with honor, they fight head-on. He has to use tactics that would not be considered that. And he then, takes on more of the idea of an assassin. And vigilante uh, and things Which like that. Uh, plays a big part into the story, which I really liked. And, uh, of course, uh, before we go any further, uh, we didn't mention before, but this is a spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. There it is again. There it was. Um, we are doing spoilers in this game. So uh, if you've not finished the game, uh, we advise not to continue listening to this. Until you I mean, have, come back but... and listen to it again, but, you know, yeah. just shut this one off until you beat it. Just <laughs> on for now. There's plenty to listen to on our uh, awesome podcast. But, yeah, um, yeah it, it really, I like that the story 
continually plays this idea that you were trying to save your uncle who's been captured by Kodokan. And we get little flashbacks to them in his childhood. We get flashbacks to, uh, there's a really pivotal scene that I think really speaks to the game of when his father is literally about to be killed by a, 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 another samurai or something. And we see a younger Jin, he gets into the fear and he becomes a coward and he doesn't go to protect his father. So he literally sees his father get killed. And so he has all this like backstory of how like and his, guilt. his uncle really is kind of like his father figure, his guilt of not protecting his father. And now he has to, he's kind of the only person left. There's a few other samurai like warriors that you meet throughout the game, but he's really like the last one to have to save his uncle. Do that. He does have to deny his honorable side and do things because he has to adapt to these Mongols are not uh, the type that uh, give in to honor and they, they have no. to, you know, they, they do a lot of bad things. They burn people. They they're destroying homes. They're well, murdering people. Right at the beginning people. of the so game, to, right at the beginning of the game, tactics, you, have you, know? the, you have the toughest samurai goes to face off Kodokan. He throws his <laughs> wine on him and then lights the guy on fire and then chops his head off. Yeah, so, so you're like, oh, okay. You just ride around uh, and see the brutality of this war. Yeah, and it really really sets you in that time zone because this is it's such a di- uh, time period. Excuse me. So yeah, I like that. Throughout the game, you start to develop. Uh, you know, these new tactics and you start to not only are you learning these ghost powers, which are more of the secretive, you know, it's kind of the sneaky, uh, such as the bow and arrow, or you have these cool things called the uh, kunai, which are kind of like throwing daggers. You have smoke bombs, sticky bombs, you have poison uh, darts, you know, kind of uh, darts, poison darts and stuff, but you also are learning and developing your samurai side. So you actually have these really cool stances you learn throughout the game of, uh, water stance, stone stance, et cetera, et cetera. And those are all for different types of enemies. And so it really like is a beautiful mesh of what is kind of like an Assassin's Creed game set in rural Japan, would it yeah. be? And um, so of course throughout the game, you do eventually, you know, you save your uncle. Uh, it's kind of nice that the game's broken into three acts and that kind of based on different parts of the island as you move north. And, you know, the, the con is he's like subtly dropping these hints towards Lord Shimura of like, you know, I've heard your nephew's doing these bad things and he's uh, not really doing honorable stuff. And it kind of gets into his mind that now your uncle is almost like an enemy because he's so there's that great line in the game where, you know, he's like, you have no honor. And yeah. then Jin and says, he says, and you're, you're, a, you're a slave, slave to it. To it. You yeah. know, it's that, that great. Um, it's like, what an epic line because it's like you have to adapt to fight these people off. And isn't the goal just to get the Mongols out of our, our homeland so we can get back to a safe uh, society? And his his uncle just can't see how he can, you know, he he himself becomes no, like an enemy he doesn't to his get, own family. He doesn't get the, the logic. And that it, it does kind of pose a, a good philosophical question as do the ends justify the means? You know, yes, he is he is stripping away the honorable side of being a samurai to become something else entirely become this legend this living legend and um you know he's he's going with the best intentions but how he's going about doing it uh, is it taking away from who he really is or what so it is a really good play as you kind of see where the plot's going like um you get to the head of uh, act two where um him and his uncle uh, finally come to a part where they have to do something you know to to end this war and of course they uh, disagree and uh, completely disowns him. 
Mm-hmm. And so then he be, he truly becomes in the last half of the game he becomes this uh, vigilante he becomes this outcast uh, who decides to go off on his own and and you work with the uh, people that you're your little sidekicks along the game there's so many great characters in this game that you get to help out and to help you out along the game uh, until Act Three which really it's a shorter act but it's a very it's a very powerful very brutal final act mm-hmm. of the game yes very heavy. Um, of course, there is that great plot line too early in the game that really involves the first two acts. But um, uh, one of your, you know, dear friends as a childhood, you have Ryozo, who is uh, kind of the leader of this uh, group of Ronin called the Straw Hats, and even he uh, becomes a traitor to you. He he he's trying to turn you in to get a, a bounty on you from the Khan. So there's also friendships that have now turned on Jin throughout the game. And so it is a it's this give and take of certain characters that you can trust and some that you can't. But a lot of I like that throughout the game. A lot of backstabbing. I also like throughout the game, though, it is uh, as your legend builds, which is kind of like your skill tree as you do different uh, side quests and things, You your legend grows, is you are helping the people of this island. Um, more and more people look up to you, and there's a almost fear factor element to the Mongols as they start to realize that the ghost is like how how can this all be done by one man yeah and it's really cool that throughout the game you you know the more you become the legend of the ghost in certain uh fight sequences you could start to kill one guy and all the other guys start to run away because they're so scared of you and um it builds into you know i think this yeah climax where you do inevitably of course take out uh the con and it's really cool you know fight scene at the end there but then the game is not done. You still have to face your uncle one last yes. time, which totally was built up throughout the game. I think you and I were both on the same page. We we're like, I think we're gonna have to fight our uncle at some point because yeah, it, it was they they really for a game. It wasn't like oh whoa, where did this come from? They actually no. really laid it out very well, especially in the beginning when the con is kind of seeding the doubt and mm-hmm. all that. And then oh yeah, and then once you save your uncle and all these other things, and you're working alongside him, he's like questioning everything you're doing. Until yeah, so that was inevitable. After by Act Two, I was like, okay, this is really going to happen. So I think they did a really good job. And and what a what a tough thing to be at the end where you have to actually face this guy that you know they built up. He has been a father figure even in the game, um, which is a big deal because of this time period. Yeah, what makes it so tough? So the Shogun gives Jin's uncle Lord Shimura the um, grants him the power to formally adopt. Jin has his son and which is a big deal in that time period because then he officially becomes part of it. He's recognized as part of his family. He can carry on that legacy and, and inherit so, his stuff when he passes. Which exactly. Is, you know, so, I mean, he is taking away his, the clan Sakai He's taking away, you know, Apostle Shimura, but then also he has this identity of the ghost. And so that all comes to head in that final act where you have to face him in, you know, one-on-one combat. And it's, it's, very greatly done because it's all where he first trained you in the art of mm-hmm. uh, samurai fight um, uh, katana fighting and sword fighting. So to have that come full circle, it just very beautifully done. And which was, I didn't really expect that you were going to have an option. You had two options. There was two different endings. Yeah. The option either uh, to let him uh, survive or to kill him. Yes. Uh, which is pretty cool. I think it, you know, gives a little, the, uh, the, Gives the player that option. Uh, we both chose to kill him because at that yes. point we were like, he's going to be dead anyway. So uh, might as well just uh, finish it off. But um, 
Let's go right now into the gameplay. Yes. This is really the shining factor of this game. Uh, the action in this game is awesome. So, of course, you are a samurai, and you have your uh, you have your katana, and you have your smaller blade. It's very similar for more of the up-close, uh, you know, assassin stuff. So the game starts off right away with the knowledge that you are more of the honorable type that meets your enemies head-on. So this yes. is a thing that's a concept for that entire game. Anytime you fight a group of enemies, uh, you always have the option of a show-off where it's a you stand standoff off. Uh, show off. <laughs> you yeah, are sure. a show off. You're a skill, <laughs> but um, standoff. And you know, it's one of those where like uh, one of the enemies will come up to you, and it's actually kind of funny for the Mongols being not really respective people. There is this like, well, at least we'll duel you for a second. And um, it's one of those where you hold, and it's that kind of long dramatic pause. And right before they're going to attack you, if you release the right time, you slice and dice through that guy. And of course, throughout the game, sometimes you have the ability to do up to five people actually is yeah. one of the uh armors so and then it's just a great i love the the fighting this game it really is again you have those four stances and each is for a different type so one's better for against blades one's against spears once against shields and once against brutes so you have to constantly be changing your fighting stance based off what kind of enemy you're fighting and of course every time you get to a group of mongols and even the bigger, bigger ones where you're raiding uh, like a fort or a castle. Yeah. There's often like 20 guys and they all have different <laughs> weapons. Suits. So you have to like, constantly be changing. It definitely challenges yeah. you uh, depending on what difficulty you are. We actually opted for the, the pretty much the highest. We were just right underneath there. Yeah. The game, when I started, I started playing on medium just to be like, all right, you know, it's always a new game. I don't know what the difficulty is going to be like. By about the end of Act 1, I had to bump it up to hard because it was too easy. It felt like I was just too godlike as uh, as as Jin. Honestly, and, if you're you know, doing the game correctly, which we did, the great thing about there's so many side quests that you can really power up pretty heavy on um, to take on a lot of these characters. And so, like, there's a lot of these side missions that you can go to. And by the end of it, the combat, you know, whether this is your first time playing this type of game or not, it is very easy to pick up. Um, it's a lot about pattern basing, but yeah. yeah it's, and, and with the side, what I, like we said earlier about the assassin type stuff is you've kind of figured out your tactics of, you have like bombs you can throw, you have these like daggers, you have bow and arrow, you have, uh, we said the, the poison darts, all of that really starts to become second nature of the combos and when to use that, when to not. Uh, there's also a lot of duels in this game where, of course, you're just using your sword in that situation. And that's kind of a cool thing because there's multiple of them throughout the game. And again, you're kind of learning the tactics of who you're fighting. And there's a lot of cool stuff of blocking and when to when exactly to block, when to parry. And then, of course, there's a cool thing of these these uh, heavenly kind of uh superpowers you kind of get throughout the game yeah, the, which the, is mystic like missions. the mystic tales there's like nine of them throughout the game and they all have different powers you get and it's just like a more advanced um katana things you get to use and some are really really handy throughout the game when it comes to uh fighting and then, like you said side missions there's some really cool side missions throughout this game that i think are really authentic to japanese culture these like bamboo strikes which like you have to do like combo it's like a mash combo of different uh buttons on the controller and if you get up to seven it adds up to your resolve and resolve is what helps you either heal or do some of these cool powers 
Yeah. Uh, there's shrines everywhere. Uh, they talk about that the fox is a symbol of his family, uh, his family crests. And so like he follows these, it's kind of annoying at first because there's so many throughout the game, but you follow yeah. these foxes all around and it helps build up um, your you, charms. Yeah. Or you can um, follow these little birds to like hot springs. Little birds to like hot that. springs. Uh, and then of course there's a lot of side quests where you just go around you just, on your horse in these beautiful, uh, you know, sceneries and you come upon a Mongol uh, camp and you got to help, uh, kill all of them and you're, you're trying to like help uh i'm trying to think what the word was in the game where it's like um you know it's like every every act has like 16 to 17 mongol areas you have to help defeat oh to, you're uh, liberating you're liberating. liberate there we go that's the word no to, problem. like liberate the dictionary you know? here. but also there's a lot of these small uh just you walk running around your horse and you'll see a group of mongols and you go up and defeat them and there's a there's a prisoner just like on the floor and you help save them yeah sometimes they give you either bonuses to your ghost to your legend or they'll be like i heard about a mongol camp up the road and it's like great yeah because that's the challenge also in the the game the challenge also is when you first start out yes you have different areas but every area is not really fully shown no the map is very uh it's a they're big areas all three acts and uh, there's a great suit. The other thing that's cool is, um, of course, you have the different armor sets. So you have different hats or headbands, different masks, and yes. you have different armor sets. And all of them can have multiple colors and multiple, and even your blades, you collect the different types of blades throughout the game. So there's all these different combos you can do, and all of them do different things, either for better defense, better attack, better with getting supplies, et cetera, et cetera. And some of those really help uh, there's one, of course, the travel attire, and that helps. And you keep expanding that as you're running around. It actually helps uh, air out the map better. But I found that uh, liberating the camps was the best way to kind of help uh, share some of the uh, map a little easier until you beat the big castle in each act. And then all of a sudden the map's like, and it's yeah. like, oh. And then it's like, oh, those are all those question marks that I missed. Um, and then speak, you know, we, speaking of just the, the scenery, this game is like beautiful. Like it's amazing yes, graphics. Absolutely. But, I was blown uh, away. Um, the detail the- of uh, the scenery is like gorgeous. Especially yeah. with all the leaves and stuff. Well, from the leaves to, and I like the fact that they didn't have a, a HUD uh, heads up display where, you know, you see have your map in the little corner to show you're at. And mm-hmm. so it, take, it doesn't take away from the view where it's just, it's just you on your horse. So you're out there. I mean, and when you need to find somewhere, it was like, it would just have a, a wind was like your guide. <laughs> so it was very, uh, sorry. Wind is your guide, which is, <laughs> that's really cool uh, use with the controller too, because if it's a certain uh, destination you're going for, whether it's a side quest, a, uh, a main quest, a marker of any kind, you just kind of swipe with your finger up on your little controller pad. Uh, another there, great use the of the, t- uh, the to touchpad. Go. And then yeah. the touchpad's been very underused. And it was nice for them to use that again for the PS4. Um, but yeah, the scenery is incredible. And in each part of the island, it's completely different. So it's not like the same area yes. twice. You're in like it's swampy like more, marsh. More swampy marsh, uh, more grassland and yeah. mountain range in Bamboo the first forests. Act. Uh, and then you kind of get more to like autumn looking like it's more of like higher up in the mountains and then of course the third act is all uh as if you were up in like almost like siberia looking it's all snow and more tundra like yeah uh which actually is really authentic to what that parts of japan 
would look like. You know, as you get a little closer away from the equator, you would yeah. have uh, cold regions. And so uh, that was a cool thing is that, you know, you, it's not that the temperature really plays a huge part in the game, minus uh, one quest. It's actually cool. We have to yeah. call certain uh, campfires. Otherwise, you freeze within 10 seconds of not being by a campfire. But um, just gorgeous, gorgeous, uh, everything. Uh, and a lot of the character designs are really, really cool, especially with all the samurai armor, especially as Jin. As we said, there's probably like eight or nine different armor sets. And some are as simple as just like a robe that kind of gets a little more authentic as it goes yeah. on. But some of these like true Japanese samurai armors uh, well, with the masks, really, really cool. The helmets and then there's also the, I like the idea of the... Um, I like that you could buy the color sets from merchants, but I love the, they had a, there's the white dye merchant and then there's the black dye merchant that you find throughout the game. And they are specifically designed to certain items you have uh, if you pay for them, which I love how the payment in all this game is flowers. Uh, you have to collect <laughs> flowers and that's how you buy things because flowers are, that's our currency, flowers. Um, but that was cool how like, I remember the first time I think I ran into the white dye guy first. And I remember, I think I did like my ghost armor or travel armor or something. And it yep. was all white, but it's not just white. It has like all these cool designs on it. And that's like a cool feature of the game. Um, but yeah, this game is just like a lot of bang for your buck. It reminds me of, it's kind of like to me, I was like, this is like the Red Dead Redemption of rural like Japan, like, well, and I think there is so many similarities between, um, you know, the samurai genre and the old West, you know, with mm -hmm. the robots and stuff like that. I think that's a very timeless thing. And you're right. What what also is great is there is a lot of great combat. There's a lot of great action scenes, but as we're talking about the scenery and stuff and these side quests, there's a lot of moments where you can just sit and just take a moment to breathe it in. Like a lot of these little things like collectibles and stuff are great, but they're actually kind of cool. Like you could sit and like do a haiku, like literally build your own haiku, just mm -hmm. looking out at the horizon or in the hot springs where they actually increase your health overall. Um, you actually can like literally sit and contemplate stuff. So, and another interesting thing that really made you well, force you to enjoy and really engross yourself in the story. I thought was very unique. The fact that you cannot at any point in the game, skip the cutscenes. A popular feature a lot of games is you can skip the cutscene if you want to. Um, I think as, as time has gone on, some games don't let you do it. Some games do. They give you the option. But this game, there was no option to do that. Literally, you, any mission, whether no, no matter how small or big, you have to watch the, the main cutscenes. And I think that really engrossed and That's for everything. Side quests, main quests. Yes. Any, any kind of thing that was... Uh, and that's including, yeah, when you would do these haikus or the hot springs or other things, there's a little cut scene that kind of goes with that. And every time it would be the same thing, you have to watch it all. And it does really uh, embraces the beauty of the game is that, you know, this is a, a whole experience they want you to. And that's the cool thing about the game is that there are these main missions that, that kind of keep the story going, but it's all at your pace and what you choose to do. And that's one of the best elements of the game is that there is no right or wrong direction of how you play. Some people might just do all the main missions and skip all the side missions if they want to. Some might, like, we were more like doing a lot of the side quests because we're, we're, all, get, we're all about the completionists. You know, we like to try to get as much yes. of the game as possible. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I just have to say, you know, final thoughts here. I think this game was uh, completely surpassed my expectations. I was actually kind of like, I don't know what this game's going to be like based on the trailer. I was like, I'm excited. 
uh, to see and check it out. And it, I was like completely just like surprised at how much I really enjoyed it. And I would love to see a new game plus for this. Uh, it's not been released yet, but definitely a game I'll play again. And we have that cool, uh, as you said, they have the Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Is that what's like on the yeah, docket? Coming out, coming out in the docket. Uh, there's a DLC coming out, and I think part of it's free. I'm not 100 sure. Don't quote me on that. But it's going to be called Yes, Ghost of Tsushima Legends. And this one is going to be very different. It's not going to apply to any of the storyline. You're not going to have any of the characters. Completely new characters, new story. This one is going to be radically different in the sense that there are going to be four characters. There's going to be co-op, which is great, and it's going to dive really deep into some of the more supernatural or the mythos of Japanese culture mm. uh, with like, you know, Japanese demons, the Oni, you know, and all that. So there's a lot that it's going to be a little bit more, um, you know, more, I think, supernatural like. So I think that'll be exciting. So that that's supposed to be coming out, I believe, later this year. Uh, and I think that'll be a nice little addition. The fact that the game just came out and they've already announced it, that's how popular it's been. I mean, yes. And I'm, I really hope that, you know, based on how the game kind of ended, where it kind of leads it up to that, more than likely there's more mongols uh, on the mainland of japan yeah and there's also now the shogun are an enemy to you as well i really hope that maybe we get a sequel for the new platforms down the road because i feel like this game can has uh, has some more legs in it i really hope we get to have some more fun and imagine a game where you start off as the ghost full power and yeah. then you continue from there and also you know this was just one island and how beautiful it was imagine them going to all of japan that could be really yeah cool. and going to a lot of these places you know tokyo and kyoto and some of these to see them back at that time you know these yes. big big cities you know there's a cool there's a couple areas in this game that are kind of bigger but i mean even the biggest parts of this uh, are not really huge towns so imagine more of that kind of assassin having to go through these huge huge areas and taking out certain generals and stuff i think it could be really cool so yeah i definitely recommend this game i'm sure if you've played it like we are you're huge fans of it so uh definitely like a 10 out of 10 for me how about you taylor i would definitely say 10 out of 10 uh definitely check this out and i'm looking forward to the digital content and like you said what's coming next and i'm just a huge fan of this type of genre and i think this game has been the first proper entry into a game to give um you know, samurai and Japanese culture, you know, proper uh, dedication. And they did amazing job. And I hope that you guys all appreciate this as much as we did, because we had a fun time playing it, watching it, and just being a part of Ghost of Tsushima. So we recommend Ghost of Tsushima for the PlayStation 4. And that was this week's Potential Pick. <laughs>